And welcome back. A journalist, Michael Brown, is the author of 30 books, known initially for his groundbreaking report on the Love Canal toxic crisis. And for the past 32-plus years, his writings have been on the supernatural, prophetic, paranormal, including best-selling The Final Hour, The Other Side, and Witness. He has also penned books on everything from the mafia to the search for the first anatomically modern human woman using DNA, The Search for Eve. In his days as a journalist, his work appeared in magazines such as the New York Times Magazine, the Atlantic Monthly, Reader's Digest, Discover, Science Digest, American Health, Rolling Stone in New York. He's appeared on shows like The Today Show, Nightline, Phil Donahue, Joan Rivers, Sally Jesse Raphael, and of course, Coast to Coast AM. Michael, welcome back. How have you been? Nice to be with you. Uh, Pretty well. And how about yourself? All good. Looking forward to this. And great book, Future Events. It makes you think, doesn't it? Well, you know, we face a lot. I think everyone senses that whether whether or not they, you know, subscribe to the prophetic, uh, something is afoot. You know, you can feel it, uh, the quote vibe, unquote, out there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I also think we're getting the precursors, the pre-signs uh, in various events in nature and in war and so forth. You were on Coast to Coast about 26 years ago with Art Bell, long time ago. Yes, I was with Art, and we talked uh, about what was coming, and uh, some of what we talked about has uh, already transpired, and of course there's more to transpire yet. How did you get involved in uh, writing about prophecy? Well, I went over to a... a, I'm a Catholic and uh, conservative Catholic, type Catholic, and I went over to a place where the Virgin Mary was allegedly appearing with prophecies, with secrets. It, uh, John Paul II, the Pope, had called it the fulfillment of Fatima, the famous apparitions in Portugal in 1917. And I went over there. When I got there, I thought it was all a fraud. I thought it was collective uh, hallucination or something like that, self-deception. And because uh, people would say, look up at the mountain, you see that cross, it's, uh, it, it's disappearing or it's spinning. And uh, look at the sun, it's pulsing, again, like Fatima in Portugal. Um, and I'd look up there and I wouldn't see the cross spinning. I wouldn't see it disappearing. I didn't see anything from the sun. And I was thinking, what am I going to do here for a week? There's not even a good bar in town. And, uh, yeah, you know, all of a sudden things started to happen to me. And all of a sudden I start seeing those things and, and more. In 1917, three young children in Portugal saw what they claimed to be the Blessed Virgin Mary come down and give them three prophetic signs. Tell me about your thoughts of Fatima. Well, you know, it's probably along with a a situation in Mexico and Lourdes, France, where the healings occurred, the most famous of appearances of the Virgin Mary. And there, as you said, I mean, it was prophetic. Um, There were three secrets given, and the first two had to do with a, uh, the end of World War One, but uh, the beginning of another one in the near future if mankind didn't convert and stop in its errant ways, ways that were uh, in a sobering way similar to ours right now. And also it had prophesied the rise of communism, atheism in, uh, in Russia, and that Russia would spread its, quote, errors, unquote, around the world. And uh, and it also had a prophecy that was not divulged, a third part of it, the third secret of Fatima, that uh, finally was revealed by Pope John Paul II in uh, the year 2000 on the anniversary of, of Fatima. And 
that was not so much words as an image. And uh, George's images had a, an angel touching the earth as if to set it aflame. Hmm. And, uh, and this was very, uh, very intriguing, of course, because, like I said, the first two parts had to do with Russia, had to do with onset of World War II. World War II did come, of course, and it was presaged by a great sign that was also predicted at Fatima, that there would be a great sign that was the Aurora Borealis and an unprecedented display from Europe all the way to California. Um, and uh, at any rate, uh, this third secret, though, seemed to relate to that to a, a future war because we were thinking nukes and touching the earth, causing it to be set aflame, sounds like uh, a nuclear 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 warheads falling. And perhaps it hasn't even happened yet then, Michael. It, 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 that's right. It hasn't happened yet. But, George, the fascinating part of this is that we just found out uh, recently, because of a book that was written by nuns who lived with the surviving seer of Fatima, Sister Lucia dos Santos, mm-hmm. that, um, that it didn't just have to do with war, that it appears... It had to do with great natural disasters, again, the precursors to which I think we are already witness. And I'll, if you want, I'll, I'll read that short elucidation. That yeah, please, please. It was in 1944, and, uh, and she was stressed, that, uh, that nun, because her bishop was demanding that she reveal the third secret to him. And, and why did she hold back? So long. Uh, because she felt that she was being told by uh, Christ, by Jesus, and by the Virgin Mary uh, that it wasn't time yet to reveal it. Okay. So she's kind of caught between the two, um, to, <laughs> to say the least. And she was agonizing over it. She even got sick for three months with pleurisy. Her nerves were so frayed. And um, all, in 1944, all of a sudden, in the she was on her knees praying about what to do, and her her mind was, as she said, just kind of flooded with a, she called it a light-filled mystery, which is God, and, and in him I saw and heard, and here's the, the point, the point of the flame-like lance which detaches, relating to that angel in the third secret, touches the axis of the earth, and the earth shakes. Mountains, cities, towns, and villages with their inhabitants are buried. The sea, rivers, and clouds leave their bounds. They overflow, flood, and drag with them into a whirlpool. Houses and people in a number unable to be counted. It is the purification of of the world from sin as it's it's immersed. Hatred, ambition cause destructive wars. Uh, so it was saying, yes, there's wars in the future, but, you know, nuclear warheads can't cause most mountains to collapse. No, an asteroid can. Uh, an asteroid can, and of course something to do with the core of the Earth can also. And it was especially intriguing to us who subscribe to Marian, what they call Marian apparitions, apparitions of the Virgin Mary. It was especially interesting to us because a major, more recent seer named Maria Esperanza from Batania, uh, Venezuela, now deceased, 
heads and uh, whose apparitions were formally approved by the Catholic Church, had said that she once said, the core of the earth, it is not stable. The axis of the earth being touched lance-like by an angel. Do you believe Fatima could be an extraterrestrial event? Uh, no, I, I don't. Um, I have a different take a, a lot of times. On, I've been kind of, I'm 71 now, I've been uh, following UFOs and so forth since the mid-1960s, quite a, quite a while ago. I used to get the newsletters weekly and all that, and, and my take on it is that many of them are more spiritual than extraterrestrial, and and I think that that's what we're dealing with in this realm is something very supernatural. Back to the secrets of Fatima. So they reveal this third one reluctantly? Uh, oh, well, no. Uh, she was, in the year 2000, she was asked by John Paul II to do so. And, and with that authority, she did. She was, she was uh, said she was told by heaven that she could release, release the secret after the year 1960, but not before. But she was waiting for the right time after 1960 for further prompts or instruction or whatever in the mystical realm from, from heaven. And she, as I mentioned, had not received that. And then when the Pope asked her to do that, she, she wasn't reluctant um, whatsoever. And so uh, on, on June, uh, in June of the year 2000, we all finally found out what the third secret was. If you've interviewed dozens of scientists about these events, meteorologists, seismologists, what do they conclude? Well, what was amazing, George, is that uh, in, in 1999, I was writing a book. Uh, I, it was this, in this case, it wasn't supernatural. I, I decided to take a take a little bit of a hiatus from that and to write a regular secular book. It was for a major publisher in New York, and uh, it it uh, it was going to look at what may be coming in the future, but from a sheerly scientific, merely uh, from a sheer scientific standpoint. So that's what I said about doing. I, I interviewed meteorologists and astronomers and climatologists and uh, volcanologists, and and I was at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, as you mentioned, to study asteroids, and I went to the CDC and to their high-level labs to look at coming pandemics and so forth. And what was stunning to me is how I don't, I don't care what realm it was, whether it was epidemiology, whether it was those volcanoes or, or, or seismology, no matter the realm, scientists in the field were saying like clockwork to me that we were overdue for major historic events, just looking back at the history, for instance, geological history. They were saying the same thing. And so I'm certainly totally convinced that, uh, that we approach truly major changes in the world around us, the natural world around us. It's kind of frightening, though, isn't it, Michael? Um, it's, it's frightening, I think, for those who aren't prepared for it. Uh, I have uh, uh, a piece about it myself. But, uh, you know, we don't, want, we don't know exactly when this stuff is going to occur. Um, we just know that, you know, when, when we look around, when we see... Hurricane Katrina, uh, when we see the Asian tsunami, when we see, uh, most recently, 
the coronavirus pandemic yep. and so yep. forth. Yeah, it's very interesting. A pandemic killed two of the three seers of Fatima. Sister Lucy, I mentioned, was the sole surviving one. The other two, Francisco and his sister Jacinta, died in 1919 and 1920 from... The bubonic plague. Uh, from, in that case, it was the Spanish uh, flu, George, that, okay. uh, All right. spread, that spread uh, around the world and killed between, get this, 50 and 100 million people. You can check those stats. Uh, you know, compare that to what we've just seen with the coronavirus. I don't know how many have killed uh, at least 5 million, maybe up closer to 10, but that's still not what happened in 1918 through 1920, and it shows you how we're only seeing the glimmerings of future events. Well, they had no medicines in those days, Michael. They had no medicines, and, uh, you know, for what may be coming in the future, I don't think we will either. Um, major things are, are, are going to occur, and, you know, we're being readied for it. Uh, with these, not just with hurricanes, but these storms that have lashed at the New York City area or the Northeast, and and Europe has seen, you know, it, uh, every time you turn around, there is there's an event of the century we haven't seen. This is the greatest storm in a hundred years, uh, and, and again, this is like clockwork. It's like uh, repetition. Um, so. You know, strap in, hold hold on to your... Hold on, yeah. Is, is it end times prophecy? You can call it that, and you can you can call it that if, if you choose, because we're approaching the end of an era. We're approaching the an end of a major era. And this is my opinion, my take on all of this. Um, I'm not saying we're approaching the end of the world. And, there's, and I think that there's a huge difference. A lot of times... People think right away with end times that it's the end of the world, but there's a lot of interpretations of end times that are not the end of the world, but rather the end of what's going on right now in the world in, in a way that uh, perhaps hasn't been seen in hundreds or thousands of years. And I think in this case, we're going to see some geophysical events. Uh, those of us who live long enough, and I, I don't know if I count among them, but we're going to see some uh, geophysical and, and other events that are uh, beyond momentous because I think they're going to be things that are not in recorded history. The 1990 prophecy, tell me more about that. Well, that was something that was given anonymously, and to this day the person uh, will not, you know, doesn't want the name revealed. I became privy to it because I was doing that book you mentioned, The Final Hour, uh, which I was on with our art uh, years ago to discuss. And in the um, in the final hour, I mentioned that this is, you know, this is someone who doesn't want anything revealed about him, but I, I read it at the time. And there are aspects that have come true in it. And it started out, it said, in four years, there will arise a new evil, the likes of which mankind has never before encountered. It will arrive almost imperceptibly with few people noticing the depth of its evil, for it will appear to have beneficial and convenient aspects. It is an evil comparable to abortion. That is to say that even if evils as great and widespread as abortion were to be eliminated, this is enough of an evil that it would present mankind with an enormous 
challenge. I'll go on from there in a second to what will happen according to this prophecy, but let's take that, George, because four years from that time, in 1994, there were there were suddenly major movements in the realm of genetic manipulation, mm-hmm. of creating embryos in laboratories. There was suddenly federal funding for it under under the administration there, Bill Clinton, and uh, all and there were scientific breakthroughs making it plausible to be able to replicate the human embryo. And so as a result of that, it said uh, here, if you, if you believe in this prophecy, that there would be chastisements, if you will. Uh, and it, it said these chastisements will differ according to regions, and like the great evil, will not always or usually be immediately noticeable for what they are. In the period also will be a warning that involves not fire from the sky, but fear of fire from the sky and strange, loud rumblings. This, according to mankind's response, will then be followed by another chastisement or the the inevitable onset of the change of era. Your era is ending. Soon the world will not be the world you know. I am not speaking of a barren world or one depopulated, but of the end of your technological era. Many inventions of mankind will be broken down, and there will be more of a peasant attitude and way of life everywhere. After this breakdown of false society will come persecution of Christians and also a new world order. Hold on, Michael. We're going to take a short break. We'll come back and wrap that part up. And talk more. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with Michael Brown. We will take calls with Michael, as I mentioned, next hour here on Coast to Coast. Michael, the individual who talked about the 1990 prophecy, is he still alive or she? Yes. But they just won't go public, will they? Uh, No, and, you know, I I see no indications of it. But, uh, you know, if if things come true according to that... uh, to that prophecy. It, 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 we're in for some very interesting times, uh, George, that's for sure. It's, uh, I had mentioned that there'd be a change in landscape, uh, geophysical events, like this prophecy said, a breakdown of technology. And it's uh, at that point, if you believe in if you, this prophecy, that the Antichrist will be on the earth trying to affect a new world order. And hardly anyone will notice um, his influence, the extent of his influence until afterwards. Um, you know, an Antichrist who won't rule or control or be at all obvious at the, at the peak of his influence, uh, but more like uh, a figure such as Marx, Karl Marx, except his ideas will be uh, more immediate. That That's kind of part of the prophecy, and then it gets into other events that will, will occur, including a second coming. So major events to you were asking about the end times. Yes, the end of the end of our times. Um the end of an era, very very major era, but uh, uh not the end of our our planet, not per se. And prophecy, is prophecy things that will be or could be? Well, that's a good question. Uh it it's really what will happen if uh, a lot of times 
there are other prophecies that are kind of set in stone, but most of the time it's uh, it's in flux. It depends on our response. Uh, that was the case of Fatima, Portugal, where the, a Second World War was prophesied if mankind didn't come back to God. And uh, now we're hearing the same things that major apparition sites around the world, uh, like Medjugorje in Bosnia-Herzegovina, where, where instead of three secrets, the seers there were given ten each. And these involve uh, warnings to mankind, events that will occur as warnings to mankind, and a great sign, a, uh, an event that will come as a great sign, and uh, then followed afterwards by, again, that word chastisements, by major events that will change our landscape and certainly our mentality. Um, so one one major one, Fatima, has, has melded into another one, and that's Medjugorje, as well as I don't think a lot of people, George, understand how many times there have been these apparitions around the world in recent times, you, uh, in recent decades. You can feel it in the wind, and you can feel that major events are, are going to occur. You've been to about 30 mystical places. Which ones scare you the most? Uh, I think the most sobering is, is Medjugorje, because it's the most credible of the ones that have occurred in recent decades. And... Um, Again, we're talking about not a totally barren or depopulated world, but one that doesn't look much like what we see when we open a window right now. Um, and so if if you're going to be daunted by something, I think it's it's that kind of an indication. I think that that this is also in that this also goes in hand in hand with war. Um, a lot of the prophets, or I should say a, a, a number of the prophets that I have read or interviewed, um, claim that the United States is in for major natural disasters that will open the door to uh, invasion by China and Russia and, mm. and Muslims and so forth, that we are going to be hamstrung um, uh, very much so by by major events, not that they won't occur elsewhere as well, because uh, those prophecies say these are worldwide events. But so one goes with the another, uh, with another, and again, uh, I think that there are indications of uh, of exactly that. Uh, and that 1990 prophecy later on had uh, what I called an addendum. The same person receives a, a quote addendum in, in 14 years later. And uh, in this one, it said the angels have their instructions from east to west, and now a timetable has been set in motion. When the huge light is seen, I will act in a way I have not acted before, unquote, uh, allegedly from uh, the Lord. So uh, just Medjugorje also, uh, various other prophecies indicating some type of a major light uh, that is coming, some type of illumination i i don't hmm. you know I, I don't pretend to know exactly what's going to occur but uh as i said in 1938 1939 you had the great display of the aurora borealis and now another great light uh, seems to be on the horizon maybe a lot uh, a lot bigger uh greater than what we saw in 1938 1939 you have uh, talked about prophecy for a number of years 
Do they ever set a timetable in prophecy, a specific date? Uh, no, not not the ones I've seen. That are uh, there are some seers at credible sites who are privy, they claim, to specific dates, but they don't reveal them. Um, I've never seen a revealed specific date uh, from a place I would consider legitimate, and uh, I have seen cases where those dates have come and gone. That happens on a pretty regular basis. Um, this is going to happen uh, next fall. This is going to happen in September, and nothing like it uh, occurs. So uh, I myself don't subscribe to those type of prophecies. I, I, when, when dates are mentioned, I kind of um, stay away from from the, the apparition or the seer or the prophet or, or whatever. Why don't we get many reports of new prophetic events? Uh, why don't we get new reports? Yeah, like, you know, people seeing the Virgin Mary and things like that. We don't really hear that much anymore. No, but I did say, I did mention Medjugorje, George, and that's ongoing. Um, right. There were six seers there, and, and three received, when they receive all ten of their secrets, their, ap, their, their apparitions end, their daily apparitions. And, and three of them have received, received ten secrets, the other three have received nine, and still are, uh, are therefore seeing the Virgin Mary. Um, and, uh, and so that's a current, current situation. But the, when I um, when I did Art's uh, show back in the 1990s, there was much more of an explosion of of these seers. Now it's kind of calmed down in some regards, but in other ways it's stepped up. and And I certainly think there's every indication that we uh, step ever closer to the events that were indicated by that explosion of apparitions in the 1990s. Michael, are there witnesses to these events beyond those who are the prophets? Yes, but beyond those who claim them, there are. At Medjugorje, I mentioned I myself saw things. I, I saw the sun pulse in a way, I mean, uh, just growing to several times its size, uh, uh, sending kind of splendiferous colors around its corona. Um, I saw a gigantic cross come from the sun. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a prophet. I'm not a miracle worker. I didn't expect this when I went there, not not anything like this. And in fact, I had come to the point of not believing in the, in the place. I, I, I ran into a famous football coach when I was in Medjugorje and his wife, and I I didn't notice the, who they were at the time, but I ran up to them and said, are you seeing what I'm seeing in the sky? Another at a, And they were at another point. Uh, there were 15 of us looking with binoculars at a star that kept splitting into three smaller multicolored stars and then back up as a single star. This went on for, for I don't know how long, maybe 10, 20 minutes. And uh, these are things, you, men you mentioned uh, UFOs. These are things that also have been foreseen and uh, relate to these various apparitions. At, uh, back in 1846, in a place called La Salette in France, there were these two peasant kids who saw the Virgin Mary, and she gave them a prophecy that kind of ties into what was later on, 1944, revealed at Fatima. 
and at La Salento, a hundred years before, uh, the Virgin Mary had said there were, there would be quote thunderstorms which will shake cities, earthquakes which will swallow up countries, and uh, a, you know this purification kind of or chastisements, altered seasons, and this is a key point because we are seeing altered seasons. You know, people can go around and they can call it global warming or globalists or climate change or whatever they want to say. Um, but it's very much like what happened during during the Middle Ages during a similar outbreak in, in prophecy, whereby the entire globe was warming and there were effects around the world similar to what we're seeing now. But then temperatures plummeted into global cooling. And that helped trigger uh, the, uh, the Black Death, the bubonic plague you mentioned earlier, that killed between a third, a quarter, and a third of the people Jeez. in Christian Europe, in Asia, and in the Middle East. And that, that, that's uh, quite an event when you compare it to the coronavirus, which, as I said, killed uh, five or more million people, but nothing like one out of uh, four, one out of three people. Back in 1858, a 14-year-old peasant girl named Bernadette proclaimed that she had a number of encounters with the Virgin Mary in Lourdes in France, where now they apparently have healing medicinal water. What do you think of that prophecy? Well, I've been to Lourdes uh, a few times. and Is it mystical? It's very mystical. It's very powerful. You can feel things there. You can feel things there. I went into the bath waters there that are supposed to be healing. I believe they they are healing. I, I, at the time, didn't have anything to be healed of, but certainly a lot of people are healed there. You'll see they have an office there that scientifically collects information on those who have been miraculously cured while visiting Lourdes or or soon afterwards. And uh, I... Sure, I, I I definitely believe that Lords is uh, is is very strong, very legitimate, and it's a mystery why some sites where the Virgin Mary appears remain powerful for decades and centuries, and in other cases not. But uh, yes, that's that's a miraculous site, and when you go there, you can feel it. I don't know I don't know anyone who's been there. And I don't know of anyone who's been to Medjugorje, really, maybe with with very, very, very few exceptions, who hasn't come back totally changed. Uh, I, I was speaking to a, a fellow who started a, 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 a great pizza chain in this country one time. And, uh, uh, you know, he's a billionaire. Was that Tom Monahan? Yes. I knew it. And he told me that... He was building, he and his wife were building a $30 million home, I think it was, in uh, Ann Arbor or somewhere in Michigan. In Michigan, yeah. And uh, and he's very Catholic. He went over to Medjugorje, and he said it was such a profound experience on him, that as well as meeting uh, Pope John Paul II. But Medjugorje had such an effect on him that when he came back, he halted construction of that house in his now spending the rest of his life giving up his money as a philanthropist at various places in the world. So um, it has that type of effect on on, uh, on people. And 
the list of people, including celebrities who've been to Medjugorje and have been profoundly uh, affected, is a long one, including the fellow who played Christ in, in Mel Gibson's movie, The Passion of the Christ. He had been at Medjugorje and was greatly, greatly affected by it. Monahan was the Domino's pizza guy. He ended up owning the Detroit Tigers, and uh, you are very right. He's very philanthropic. Yes, and and uh, one of one of the reasons, if not the reason, is because of uh, what he felt at Medjugorje. You don't have to see the sun pulse. You don't have to see it uh, rotate and do all of these things to feel the peace that is there and to feel like you're somewhere just above the reality you're normally involved in. Um, it's, it's, it's very, very lucid. It's very uh, almost tangible, if you can say peace is tangible. And, uh, and the accounts of, again, healings there as, as well as just other conversions is remarkable, uh, true, just about beyond count. We mentioned UFOs when we were talking about Fatima, which you kind of said you don't believe in that. But what about the UFO take? Well, I don't say I didn't say that I don't believe in UFOs. I think you no. The, I mean at Fatima. At, at, no, not at Fatima. Right. No, I, I don't don't believe they were involved at Fatima. But I do believe UFOs are a real occurrence and have been for centuries, uh, more so perhaps now than ever, because we are seeing a lot of UFOs are are uh, supernatural more than interplanetary or inter you could say interdimensional if you want um during i during the, during that time in the middle ages i mentioned when there was climate change and there were there were all of these other events occurring uh when you had bubonic plague you also had an outbreak of ufos and uh some of them i mean who knows uh, there's a lot of planets out there i I'm, i wouldn't dismiss for a minute the, the notion that that we could be visited by another dimension or, or, or another uh, galaxy or whatever you want to say. But I know from personal experience, and I also know just from, stud, uh, from looking at it for all of these years and studying these apparition sites, that oftentimes UFOs are spiritual events, they, and, and sometimes not so good ones. Well, a lot of people believe some of them could be demonic. You're right. Let's talk a little bit more about that, Michael, and take calls when we come back. 